Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to Recruiting Daily Podcast on site at Insights 2023. This would be Insights from Ceridian, which is now going to be called Dayforce in January 24. So we're really excited about their rebranding, and the Dayforce logo looks gorgeous. So really excited about that. We're going to talk to um, Adam and kind of get to know him and his company and also kind of understand a little bit about the partnership. So Adam, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Sure thing. Uh, My name is Adam McDonald. I'm the Chief Innovation Officer for a company called VidCruiter Inc. based out of Canada. We are an interview management system. So we provide recruiting software, uh, primarily video uh, interviews, both pre-recorded and live as well as some additional functionality with uh, automated scheduling, uh, automated reference checks, background checks through our integrated partners. Uh, We try to be kind of the one-stop shop for everything Dayforce doesn't do. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. So for the geeks out there, that would be synchronous and asynchronous? That's right. Yeah, great. (laughs) In case they're geeky and uh, and they want to talk like that. Um, How'd you get into this? How'd you get into the business? Uh, I actually joined VidCruiter through an acquisition. Okay. Um, so VidCruiter has been growing uh, immensely, uh, especially since the beginning of the pandemic. And I was previously running an engineering company, and VidCruiter was looking for engineering staff, and they acquired the engineering company that I was with. Oh, that's uh, cool. So I joined the, the company through acquisition. The Acquahire. Exactly, yep. Ish. Uh, well, that's fantastic. First of all, it's very smart. Yeah. Uh, just have your, your on-site engineering talent. So when you're an innovation officer, what are you looking for? What's your day, what's your day look like? Uh, basically, what I try to do is just find uh, efficiencies within kind of our existing infrastructure, within our existing platform, and look to develop new strategic initiatives for Vicar that'll help our, all of our customers um, kind of at general. Right. And so because you do synchronous and asynchronous, um, you can cover a lot of different markets. You yep. kind of, whatever the needs are, if they're hourly, you can do it on mobile, That's et right. cetera. Yeah, uh, we, d- we hire globally and across pretty much every vertical. Uh, the flexibility of the VidCruiter platform kind of allows us to customize and tailor uh, our workflows to any of the Dayforce's customers' needs. Um, and, and so they can really adapt the recruiting process within the platform. And, and so it's it's a part of the ecosystem. Bidquarter is a part of the ecosystem, but it's it's fully integrated. So wherever they wherever they create data, a candidate or a recruiter, hiring manager, etc., it's already in the recruit, recruiting platform. That, that's correct. Yeah, we're directly integrated into the Dayforce recruiting module. Yep. And so um, we're actually one of the first uh, video assessment and interview uh, integrations. Um, so directly from uh, Dayforce. You can push uh, an applicant for assessment within the BigCruiter platform, uh, and that'll trigger any number of workflows that have been customized and created within BigCruiter. It's interesting because you're, you, I know that you do more than video. I mean, you, you said in your intro, you do more than video. Right. Um, because you do a lot of things that, that are really screening, assessment, everything pre-hire. It's like, we're going to, yeah, we'll use video, or we might not use video. We're, we're right. going to help you get to a point where you're talking to the most qualified candidates. That's really our goal is to try. It's easy to hire fast. Right. You can just yeah. hire one of the first people that walks through the door. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's about managing how you get the right candidate for the position and still in a cost effective and efficient way. Right. And so that's really kind of the core tenant of VidCruiter is to try and allow uh, recruiters and hiring managers to hire faster, but also the most qualified candidate. Check, check, check. I love it. What brings you to Insights? Why, you know, why are you here? Yeah, well, um, we just launched our uh, Dayforce partnership. 
Uh, so this is uh, fairly new. Uh, quite excited about it. Uh, and we've been working with Dayforce quite closely on the development of their partner exchange, which they just announced this morning at yep. the, the innovation keynote. So uh, this is kind of our coming out party with, uh, with the Dayforce customer base. And, you know, though, what's great about it is they have a great recruiting module. It's probably in its fourth iteration, you know, kind yeah, of generation. And what's, what's nice about it is having an ecosystem around it that's integrated, that's fully, deeply integrated with it. It just makes that module even that much better. They don't need to build everything. Right, right. It's, uh, it's easy to, to get very distracted by trying to solve all the problems. Yep. So the partner exchange really will allow Dayforce to focus on all of their amazing initiatives and then kind of delegate some of that more bespoke, uh, specialized work to people that have kind of focused on those areas. I love that. So we're in the partnership area. Uh, we're in the expo hall, et cetera. What's the traffic like? What, are you, what conversations are you having? Having a lot of great conversations. Um, very interesting mix of industry, which yep. is... which is <laughs> It fits you all. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, do, it does. Um, traffic has been good. It's been steady. It's at, a, at times it gets a little bit crazy, especially as uh, being in the expo hall where they have oh, yeah. the meal preparations oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it can get overwhelming pretty quick. Well, that's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. You want we want people to come in here exactly. Because if yeah. not, you know, they'll go somewhere else, right? Uh, sure. So you want them to come in, but it's kind of weird. You'd like to stagger it in some way, like you know, forty people come to the booth at once. Yeah. You're like ah. exactly. Yeah, it, it can get overwhelming, and some of the areas are a little tighter. Um, and I'm a bigger guy, so I take up a lot of space. Sometimes I feel like a little bit like a wall, but <laughs> you're, you're not that big. You're you're tall, <laughs> and, and so you know, like I can see that. But um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about 24. Let's 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 go out of. I mean, three months. Yeah, not, not that far. Crazy into the future, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flying cars. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about flying cars. What do you think uh, some of the trends for 2024 are going to be, or what do you think that you're hearing from customers, etc.? Right. Well, I, th- I think, you know, you're hearing about it a lot t- this week at Insights, too. Um, you know, obviously, we're having a lot of c- conversations around artificial intelligence and how it can be kind of interlaid into the recruiting process and the hiring process in general in a low-risk way. Right. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of people enter the space maybe prematurely when the technology wasn't quite there. So we are still having a lot of conversations about the the safe and ethical use of artificial intelligence within hiring. So. That's definitely something that's going to be continuing, you know, now and through 2024. Um, but we're also starting to see a bit of a shift in kind of um, the demographic and the mindset of this next generation of hires. Yes. Um, and so um, we're having a lot of conversations about uh, what we're calling kind of the, the candidate development uh, or candidate-driven recruiting. Yep. Um, so kind of focusing uh, on that applicant empowerment, allowing them to kind of drive their own uh, hiring or, or interview journey. Um, that's, that's been a big point of conversation that we've been having. Um, so we'll, uh, allowing uh, candidates to kind of decide whether or not they want to, you know, interview in person or interview over the phone. Oh, I or, like that. You know, I don't like driving, so I, I just kind of want to do a video interview or, right. um, you know, I don't like, I don't feel comfortable on camera. Like, right. talk to me on the phone. Um, and that also plays into all the amazing initiatives that Dayforce has created around accessibility as well, because just the stream of, of different op- options for having these things happen uh, facilitates kind of all walks of life. You know what I, I, I like about that is it, it's design your own journey. Right. You know, and it allows candidates, again, 
you're not making any judgments. It doesn't matter if they interview in person or interview over 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 the internet or whatever. Right. It's like who cares? As long as we get a quality interview. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all that really matters is that you're interviewing the right people and you're getting the right people in the door and you're hiring the right candidate. Right. So one of the things I'm fascinated by and I've seen with uh, in other technologies is uh, with this particular type of candidate is. Like, like, we'll take background checks because it's a little bit away from you. I mean, I know you interact with it, but, but background checks, a lot of the background check companies are moving to a model where the candidate gets a copy of their background check. So the company gets something that they need to be able to, to make decisions. But there, before, or at least historically, there was never really any, anything in it for the candidate. Like, they, they, they checked the box and said, yes, you can run a, right. a background check, but they never, really never got anything for it. Now... They want something. And I've seen this in the assessment world, too, the pre-hire assessment world, where it's like, if you want me to do a 15-minute assessment, cool, happy to do it. What's in it for me? Right, right. Do you see that? I mean, am I, am I, am I looking at things uh, just kind of differently, or do, do you see some of that? No, I definitely see that. I mean, it, it's the kind of the equitable economy that's kind of been driven, right? So. If I'm going to put in the effort, then right. I'd like to see some level of return on that effort. And a lot of these systems are great and they're insightful. And, you know, if I'm going to make the effort, then, you know, maybe I want to understand kind of what my deficiencies are right. um, and how I interview and uh, the type of personality that I have. Or right. is there anything weird that comes up on my background check? Uh, identity theft is a crazy thing now, right? Yeah. So. Legit. Um, if, if a company is going to run these things and then potentially disqualify me based on the outcome of those things, then you know, I would love to know why that, that happened. I think that's reasonable. I think their expectations are reasonable. I think there's also some, some expectations around speed that are really, really interesting. I mean, some of it's you know, just you know, when we interact, if I text you right yeah. now, I'm expecting you to text me back. Right. You know, that's the expectation, right? If I Facebook... You, I'm expecting you to Facebook me back. Like, it, like it's the bit, right? Yeah. And I'm definitely not of Gen Z. However, the expectation is is when you apply to something, I know this is happening in the hourly market, but I see it also bleeding over into the corporate market too, mm-hmm. salaried market, where if I if I submitted a, a resume and submit you know everything you need for the job, I I expect some type of communication, not just in time, right. But I expected mm, more or less than like 24 hours. Right. And especially as this new generation of workforce comes in, yep. everybody's so used to having kind of constant connectivity through their mobile device. Mm. And um, it's more second nature for people to text nowadays. And that's why we built a whole suite of mobile functionality specifically around that type of communication. Oh, smart. Right? Smart. Um, it, it's the way the vast majority, especially of, of high volume kind of positions uh, kind of get handled these days. Right. Um, and so that it's become really, uh, really important. And that's why you see a lot of players in the space that are kind of going to the conversational bots that allow you to hire right. and things like that. Lots of different exciting technology around that stuff. So with, with AI, you're, you're looking at AI from a couple of different vantage points. Like what, how does the candidate use AI mm-hmm. uh, or how will they use AI as a hiring manager, as a recruiter, as HR, like, because you've got all kinds of different people that are going to be using you in, in conjunction with Ceridian, uh, Dayforce. So what are, you, you know, what are you looking at? What are you excited about you know, from an AI perspective and like those different constituencies, if you will? Mm-hmm. 
Well, so we've been, um, we've had a slightly different position on AI for a long time. We, we took a very early kick at the can at VidCruder. Um, and you see a lot of players in the space utilizing it to, you know, do things like facial recognition or, or natural <laughs> language processing out of resumes. And, yeah. and, and that's just fraught with risk, right? Oh, yeah. So you see oh, all yeah. the lawsuits and stuff like that. So right. from the beginning, we, we've always said that if we were going to implement an AI strategy within VidCruder, it would be an ethical one. And we have a fantastic uh, ethics team around oh, kind of our development. Uh, our director of ethical AI is he's going to be here next week for HR Tech as well. Oh, cool. Um, and, and we really kind of focus on the, the recruiting process itself. Not so much on the candidate, but like understanding the efficiencies of the hiring process, of the interview process. So using artificial intelligence and deep learning to, to look at, you know, are my, are my uh, pan, interview panels intelligently designed? Are they the right mix of people? Are they the right mix of personality? Yes. Do we have um, times of day where maybe interviews aren't as effective? Right. Am I asking the right interview questions? Right, right, right. Uh, and, and kind of rating that the uh, efficacy of those interview questions. And, and you might get it wrong. That's the beauty of AI is if you do get it wrong, it's smart enough to learn from itself. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the more you use the system, the smarter it gets, the more intelligent the, the design gets. Right. Um, and ultimately, it'll be driving the right mix of kind of interview questions, the people doing the interview to um, ultimately drive the most fair and equitable hiring process possible. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of the way that we're, you know, structured. We've always adopted a structured interview model. Right. Which, gets um, some of the, which automatically gets some of the bias out. Right, yeah. right. And so if you're going to introduce artificial intelligence into that process, adhering to the same kind of guidelines is important. Uh, tough question to answer, but I'll give, it a, I'll give you a anyhow. Do you believe we can ever 100% get rid of bias in hiring? I don't, I don't think so, right? Me neither. Like, the, even without getting too crazy, but like there's inherent biases even in the, the systems themselves, right. right? That's right. And so any system like that is only as good as the training data and how it gets built and who builds it. And so there's always going to be some Something. form of inherent bias. Yeah. And it's about having the right oversight I think probably human oversight in that process right. to qualify and validate kind of the decisions that are being made. I think any type of predeterminate screening is probably, unless it's you know, pretty a pretty clear cut case, is right. is probably something that you want to stay away from. But I don't think we're ever going to get to a place where it's completely bias free. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 percent with you because I think it's a, a destination we'll never reach. Right. But we should we, we should we should drive towards it. Yeah, so, absolutely. So we, so we drive towards it and then just learn. Okay, but once we get close to it, it changes. Right, because doing that work is still going to create incredible, powerful opportunities for people, 100%. right? 100%. The, if you even look at the power of something like ChatGPT, it's not perfect, right? But it can do some very incredible things. Um, and the more it gets used, it's going to get better and better and better. Um, and that, I guess that's the other side of the AI question is how to hiring people, hiring managers combat you know going to chat gpt yep. and be like hey i'm gonna be interviewing at dayforce i would really love it if you would give me the interview questions that they're gonna ask and what the perfect response is for them and then <laughs> how does dayforce combat that oh yeah oh right? no we haven't really talked too much uh, as an industry we haven't talked about how candidates are going to use this yeah to game 
High, no. school, high school students are already doing it to write essays. So. My, uh, my, uh, my eighth grader is using it. Yeah. Like, like literally doing, doing he, he, trans, uh, he transcribes the lectures mm-hmm. into notes, makes the notes into the bullet points that he needs to learn for the test, studies those bullet points, and that's it. Right. I'm not, it's genius. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's genius, right? <laughs> like I went through university, <laughs> took a lot of notes, wasted a lot of time. <laughs> If I had to have the ability to record something on an iPhone and then just pass it through an NLP engine and into ChatGPT, yeah. would have saved me a lot of headaches and probably would have fared better in grades. We, uh, we grew up at the wrong time, <laughs> yeah. is what we're learning here. A- absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Tell me a little bit about the partnership. Um, do you all sometimes bring Dayforce into client, your clients, or uh, do they bring you mostly into their clients? Like, How does it, yeah. well, how does I mean, it work? Most of the time, they're going to be bringing us, bringing us into their clients. Right. Um, because you know Dayforce has such a, uh, yeah. an amazing customer base, right. uh, and we really kind of operate on the side as an add-on uh, value-added partner, right. and and try and uh, do everything that Dayforce doesn't. Dayforce recruiting module doesn't, right. Right? right? So yeah, like like I, I talked about earlier, like we're 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 a value-added partner. That's just just smart too. I mean, it's it's one of those deals. It's like they could build some of the stuff that you do. They have no. They have no desire. Right. I mean, do, why? They've, they've got other things that they should be building and want to want to spend those engineering resources towards those things. So, I like that partnership. I yeah. like the the lines of demarcation. It's like, hey, listen, y'all don't have this. Y'all don't do this. We do it. Right. And we'll continue to do it at a high level and innovate it so that your customers get the next greatest thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think the the release of like talent exchange and source exchange and partner exchange like that that's kind of really going to drive everything there too. So. Last question is around tips and tricks when you deal with practitioners. So on the occasion that you're talking to uh, HR or a talent acquisition professional, uh, they're always concerned about getting the most out of their technology, mm-hmm. right? It's just kind of normal. Um, some of that's change management. Some of that's user adoption, et cetera. Like, what are you, what's your kind of go-to tips for, like, here's how you get the most out of VidCruiter? I think at the end of the day, when it comes to adopting any type of technology, HR or otherwise... Um, I don't think, I think a lot of the time problems come from not spending enough time understanding your actual use case, speaking to your actual business users, your actual hiring managers, understanding what they actually need out of the system before making that buying decision, before, right. before selecting something. And, and quite often the, the decision makers, they get caught up in the hype of the sales cycle. Oh, yeah. They oh, get, yeah. you know, they get wine and dined at dinner. Yeah. yeah. Jazz know, hands. You know, a, a lot of people throw around the AI magic wand, which oh, I yeah. don't believe exists. Uh, um, right, so they get they get committed to a product, and then you know they quickly find out maybe the product doesn't do everything they do. So or any of what it said it was going to do. If that would be an unfortunate scenario, yeah. yeah. But I think if everybody just spent a little bit more time understanding their processes and asking the right questions, and working with trusted partners, that's the biggest thing. I love that. I love that. I think at HR Tech next week we're going to hear a lot about generative AI. Yeah, and I'm already I'm already not looking forward to that <laughs> because you know I, it's important. But it's it, for the practitioner. It's almost it's too soon. Yeah, it's way too yeah. soon for them. I uh, little story. I, I I took my LinkedIn profile and fed it in, and I was like, generate me a resume, <laughs> like generate me the content of a resume, and it was terrible. So I was like, okay, like we're still miles away from yeah, this. Yeah. 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 Well, there, there's a point in which you take the job description and you run it through, right? And you run your resume through, and you pay, say, personalize my resume to this job description. Yeah. Okay. Now that that can happen. We're not there yet. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, 
AI as it exists today, large language models, they can do a lot of things. Yeah. But it, again, it all depends on the data that it already has, right? 100%. Like that's it's all deep learning. So yeah. it has to analyze something that looks similar first. Well, some of these, some of the companies, uh, there's a CRM in the space that's built for the last two years. It's built its own large language model just for recruiting mm-hmm. and just for its customers. And I was talking to their CEO, and he's like, "It's it's still going to take three years, yeah, for it to be really, really, really effective or useful for them." Now we're starting, which is good, but it, it's not it's not there. Yeah, the domain the domain specific LLMs are going to be yeah. super powerful, hundred yeah. percent. But it, it just takes a while, right? More people putting inputs in, more of it learning, etc. Yeah, which is why something like coming out like the the domain specific LLMs from Dayforce, yep, with the background of all the data they already have, oh. Is you know it's going to be super powerful it's for Dayforce customers and and, and you know, for a customer then to be able to understand benchmarking what's yeah. going on in my industry what's going on with people like me blah 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 I could talk to you all, all day yeah. so but I'm you've a, got a job I'm and, an AI nerd so okay. <laughs> at one point people are going to come over here from your booth and go hey are you going to give them back to us like come <laughs> on dude seriously thank you so much for coming on the show thank you very much William absolutely and thanks for everyone listening until next time. <laughs> <laughs>